You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Thank you, Mikey A. Championship weekend. It deserves two episodes. Not one, but two episodes of God Bless Football 2. That's right, two. A lot of news happening. A lot of things happening, Billy Gill. You seem intrigued by something you saw on ESPN.com's homepage. What happened? There's some moving and some shaking going on, Stugatz. Uh, I didn't, I, I, can I tell you something? Can I reveal something to you? Please. I um, I almost just said God bless football, Stugatz, back to you just to see Mikey's reaction <laughs> since we talked about it earlier this week with Golik. Yeah. I almost did it, but I was like, let me not. What, what, do, we get? what do we get from doing this? <laughs> you, guys, you guys are picking on me this week. First with Cam Newton, and now you want to skip me in the God bless football roundabout? Oh, sorry, but Billy showing some restraint right, there. Like That's it. pretty incredible. I mean. Yeah, you'd be surprised with how things actually happen, but you'd be surprised at how many times in my head I think, risk-reward, is this worth it? And I say no, which is crazy to think that this happens frequently. But quite often I say, like, not worth it, probably not worth it. Have you ever thought it to yourself when you're about to say, and we're back? (laughs) No, I haven't. And I'll say this. uh, We have a guest coming on today. Brought to you by DoorDash, and in the brought to you by DoorDash, I was going to say, and we're back. Brought to you by DoorDash, but I didn't. We, we just conducted a normal interview. Yeah. yeah that's very nice of you. <laughs> it's Clay Matthews, huh? We got Clay Matthews today. Listen, we have had uh, two great episodes. Uh, we have Chris Sims, who's going to join us. Austin Eckler going to join us. Uh, Clay Matthews going to join us. We really enjoyed all three Clay Matthews. Uh, it was really fun to talk to. But, Billy, you, you talked yeah. about the moving and shaking, and we haven't updated the audience on what's moving and what's shaking yet. I mean, what's happening? Well, it seems like every team wants to hire a coach. So yep. all those vacancies, they're getting filled up pretty quickly here. Yep. Uh, we the Panthers Carolina. hired a coach. Yeah, the yep. Panthers hired a coach. The Falcons hired a coach. Yep. Seems like uh, old Billy Belichick might be uh, left out in the cold right now. Why are you calling him Billy Belichick? I mean, what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll get to, uh, we'll to ESPN.com's homepage in just a second. There are still two jobs that are available, Washington and Seattle. Those two jobs are still open. For now. Okay. But the Falcons and Carolina did hire a coach. 
Uh, the Eagles are surrounding Sirianni with all kinds of head coaches because the second he stumbles, he's going to be out. Uh, so this is all fascinating. What is going to happen with Bill Belichick? Uh, Billy, what did you read on ESPN.com's homepage that got you excited? Well, so I'm on ESPN.com's NFL page, and I scroll about halfway down, and I see a video that I think you might find a little bit interesting, Stugatz, where your friend Adam Schefter speculates, could Bill Belichick replace Andy Reid in Kansas City? Thank you. <laughs> I believe that's what's happening. I really do. I mean, even though we asked Peter King earlier this week uh, if he thought, it, and he knows Andy Reid very well, do you think Andy's going to retire? He said no. Uh, we asked Mike Golick, who knows him very, very well, okay, has a relationship with Andy Reid. Asked Golick, he said no. Uh, I still believe it's happening, okay? How about that? Can I ask you a question? Um, and this is like more of a serious question. Sure. Uh, just, you know, like one human to the other. Yeah, uh, and Mikey, you know, you're here. You can, you know, give your thoughts as also well. Also human. Montez is here as well somewhere. Uh, how do you feel when something that you completely made up becomes possibly real and then someone else gets credit for something that, again, you completely made up and they're like, oh, wow, I hadn't even thought of that. When you've been saying it, but you've been saying it with absolutely no sources or insight whatsoever, because, again, you just completely made it up, and now it may become a reality. Uh, it angers me. Um, yeah. I can't, you know, I've already texted Schefter, like, hey, you got that from me. You know you got it from me. Uh, give me some credit, you know? Um, but he didn't get it from you because, again, he, he, he probably has sources or has some sort of information <laughs> right. that led him to put – it wasn't – he was thinking back to last week or two weeks ago when he was walking down the hall talking to us. He didn't think about that, I don't think, when he reported that. You know, uh, Does yeah, it make, Let me re-ask this question. Does it make you want to make up things less or more than you currently do? Uh, more, more, more. I, okay. There is a thrill because you know, I know, Mikey A knows, and that's all that matters to me, okay? You know I made something up out of thin air, and I love that it has legs now, and Adam Schefter is running with it, and other people are running with it. Uh, does it drive me a little bit crazy that I don't get credit for it? Sure, but I made it up. So, I mean, what yeah. can I do? I, mean, I told you Andy Reid was thinking about retirement. He's 65 years old. It's just... Billy, I don't have sources. What I do is I have logic, okay? That's ah. what I have. Logic. That's it. Logical thinking, 65, third Super Bowl. Uh, time to hang it up, you know? Go hang out and be with the family. That's all. But you're saying that about someone who is going to be, what, 70-something and has six Super Bowls? Here, here's the thing. Andy Reid has a family. Andy Reid has grandkids. Andy Reid has things to do. Belichick has nothing. That's Nothing. Not nice. He has a dog and he goes, takes it, and he visits the Naval Academy five times a year. And he's got a daughter who coaches at Holy, uh, Holy Cross Lacrosse, a uh, Holy Cross Lacrosse, Holy Cross the Crusaders women's lacrosse team. And that's it. That's all he has. He has nothing better to do with his time. Andy Reid has things to do with his time. Belichick is a coach. All he cares about is football, his dog, and the Naval Academy. How about that? Anyway, uh, we have games this weekend, Billy. Big games. We. We yeah, championship games, some would say. Yeah, we do. I'm excited. Uh, Ravens, Lions, uh, Ravens and, uh, and Kansas City uh, in that first game. And uh, the Lions in San Francisco in that second game. I will tell you this. I am confident in the Lions plus seven. I think the Lions might win that game. I'm not sold on Brock Purdy. I have no idea what to do with that first game. It feels like Patrick Mahomes is going to steal Lamar Jackson's moment. It really does. 
Can I give you a coaching moment, Stugatz? And I don't yeah. want you to take this any any way other than the way it's intended. Sure. You you have Stugatz coming up. If you tell everyone what teams you like and the spreads now, then there's no need for them to listen to Stugatz later. There's only two games. You gave away one of them already. Oh, I might go the other way by the time I get around to it, though. <laughs> I like that tease. I like that tease. You like the Lions for now. <laughs> right, but in five minutes, uh, you never know. Who knows? Who knows? There's only two games. If there's a full slate, it's easier to get away with. But with two games, you got to be careful. So well done by you, <laughs> you asshole. No, because I felt like we were headed towards game number two there. We were. Yeah. We were. At, you you yeah. stopped me before I got to it. So yeah. thank you. Imagine if that was the whole episode. <laughs> it's three minutes, and it's like, ah, I like this team, I like that team. All right. God bless football. See you next week. It's what uh, Mike and the Mad Dog was. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, let's get to our buddy Chris Sims here. Austin Eckler going to join us as well, and uh, Clay Matthews will join us here on God Bless Football. But first, it is a mad, upset Chris Sims who misses his friend. Billy Gill. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Sims, you look great, by the way, but no Billy today. I don't know where he is. And Mikey A., uh, has not turned on his camera. I mean, we're a mess I mean, around here. <laughs> that, I'm not shocked. I mean, Mikey A probably took a few too many gummies, and he can't figure out where the on button is. That's yeah. not a surprise. Uh-huh. Bill, I'm not surprised by Billy either. Right. You know, I mean, that's just what Billy is. The bigger the stakes, whatever it is, he melts away. He fades away. He like the Dolphins a little bit. It's right. like why he probably likes them. Playoff football comes around, he disappears. That's what I understand. That's the way he is. Tell him to do it in the postseason, Sims. <laughs> just show up in the postseason damn seriously show up like literally show up i I just can't believe it i'm just i feel disrespected really you should last week he doesn't show up very convenient right after the dolphins lose to the chiefs and you know here we are and he's not here still it's 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 (laughs) typical billy uh pft with mike florio every day the unbuttoned podcast football night in america chris this is right like right now like this weekend where I start to get sad, even though we have two exciting games, we have championship Sunday, and then we have two weeks off and then the Super Bowl. I get sad because we have three football games remaining. Do you feel the same I, way? I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally with you. Yes. I, I mean, I'm the guy, OK, that organized senior cut day to be the day after the Super Bowl right. when I was in high school. Right. Because I was like, guys, like we, we all want to watch the game and have fun that night. Yes. Like, why don't we make senior cut day the day after the Super Bowl instead of like some stupid random day in April, right? Yes. And 
I rallied the troops together and got it. But it's a sad day. It is. It is. And it is a sad weekend. I was sad when Thursday night football went away. Now we got nothing to watch on Saturday, and it is just Sunday. So, yeah, it's coming to an end, but uh, also, like, the ultimate excitement, too, for two football games. But, yeah, and, like, saddest day of the year for me every year is the day after the Super Bowl. It's like an emptiness in my soul. I'm with you there, Stu Gatz. I'm so glad we arrived here because I've been telling Levitard forever, the Super Bowl should be on a Saturday. It should be on a Saturday. Why not? They have two weeks off. Super yeah, Bowl Saturday I, I, night. I Well, I think to what you're saying here, and knowing enough people in the NFL, right, I think ultimately, and what I'd like to see is the NFL is going to try to get the Super Bowl always on President's Day weekend. So then you have that Monday off. Right. It's like a national holiday weekend. I think that's what they would like to do. That's what I've heard, you know, through the rumorville that eventually we get there. Uh, I don't know how they'll figure that out with planning and the calendar and all that, but you know, I'm with you it, exactly. Why? I mean, it's such we know everybody in our country is watching TV, drinking liquor, eating like. Staying up late. The game doesn't end till 10 something, mm-hmm. let alone now you got to drive home and whatever else. Like, yeah, should should be a national holiday the day after the Super Bowl. I love that you organized cut day, though. Like, how did that look? Like, how, like <laughs> take me inside that conversation, Chris. Well, I was I was good. I was a, I was a versatile friend, right? right? Yeah, I was quarterback meathead guy, but. I was also like friends with some of the cerebral nerds and wouldn't let all the other meatheads ever pick on them. Right. So they were like, damn, we like Chris. I was also friends with the stoner potheads too. So they were like, oh, what man? What dude? You're the Super Bowl's win. And I'm like, dude, it means we can stay up and smoke weed all night and not have to go. And they were like, cool, dude, let's do it. So I kind of <laughs> rallied like, you know, the leaders of all those little groups there <laughs> made my pitch. Head stoner was like, yeah, f- yeah, man, that's right. Let's do that. And then we got it all together and got everybody to vote the right way. And we uh, we made it, you know, senior cut day. You got support from all angles. You should be a politician, Sims. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've thought about it before. I've right. thought. I try to be a man of the people. That's what I try to do. You're still friends with a stoner. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about I, I, yes. Yeah. I'm friends with all kinds of people. Yeah. I don't I don't discriminate. That's for sure. Uh, before we get to the games this weekend, Chris, what were your thoughts yesterday as the news broke? Uh, Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan. He goes goes to the Chargers. He has the highest winning percentage of any coach in the NFL, which is amazing. He hasn't coached there in several years, but uh, what a per- I think it's a perfect fit for Justin Herbert. Yeah. So what do you, what, are you, uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. A perfect fit. Justin Herbert, not the most vocal, right? Demonstrative guy, right? As, a, as a, compared to maybe some of the other superstar quarterbacks. Harbaugh is a guy where he's got the quarterbacks back, Right. He was all in on Collar Kaepernick with the 49ers, right? I mean, like made him feel like, hey, I'm in this with you. I was in Michigan earlier this year. It's the same thing with those quarterbacks. J.J. McCarthy, his best friend was Jim Harbaugh. I mean, and and I was like shocked by all that. He's got a great way with the players. He'll, He'll make Herbert become a better leader. And then ultimately, you know, with Jim Harbaugh, I like the fit because, like, yeah, he's not an X's and O's genius. It's not going to be like, oh, no, here comes Jim Harbaugh, and they're going to light up the scoreboard. 
No, he's really more of a overseer. He's going to get everybody in the organization on the same page. For an organization that's kind of been dysfunctional, right? They have injury problems. You know, they haven't been able to run the ball. There's no physical phys- physicality. They f- up game situations and clock management and all that. That is Jim Harbaugh's wheelhouse. He's going to make sure everybody in that in that organization is on the same page. Wait, why are we doing it this way? We got to fix it. Hey, we got to play this way. He is the ultimate coach of teaching his team not to beat itself and back to the basics a little bit. You know, it's like what I grew up in. It's Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick. We're going to hit. We're going to be physical. We're going to we're going to tackle well, right? We're not going to turn the ball over. We're going to do all the things we can do to control that we can control first, and then we'll go from there. And I think that's where he instills the basics back into an organization. And I think he'll be perfect for the Chargers, who who lack a little toughness. Yes. And let's be serious, Dugats. It's the AFC West. Right. They need a big-time leader. It's Andy Reid and Mahomes. It's Sean Payton and the Broncos. You better have somebody big-time to combat that right there. It's funny. As you're describing how he'll lead and what he'll do, I'm thinking about John Harbaugh's brother. (laughs) Exactly right. That's what it is. Exactly. It's, hey, we're going to bully you. No nonsense. You know we're not going to mess up. We're not going to make any excuses. We're going to be the physical team on the field. That's the way he did it with the 49ers, and he had incredible results. And, of course, what he did in Michigan was incredible as well. So I think you're going to see a lot of those same type of things that uh, you know from a Chargers football team, and I think he is the, the like you said the perfect fit for that team and that organization right now. Uh, I know Mahomes is strolling into that stadium, but man, Chris, it feels like Lamar's time, doesn't it? Like it just feels I, like it, Lamar Jackson's time. It, it does. It it feels like it, but you know I don't know. It's it's like I I don't count this damn group out of anything, right? right? Yeah. I mean I've never seen a team go this way the whole regular season like the Kansas City Chiefs look like on Christmas Day, you know, get in the playoffs and all of a sudden go, hey, we can just turn it on. And no, oh, and hey, now we're one of the most high-functioning, awesome offenses in football, even though we were inconsistent as hell the whole year. It's amazing, right? They're unlike any other dynasty we've seen. They don't care about distraction. They like being the big show. They don't care what they say, how you perceive them. Taylor Swift, Kelsey, take your shirt off. Let's go crazy. Right, that's where I find them awesome. We've never seen a dynasty or a team be this good with this kind of flair, right? Uh, at least in my opinion, the Cowboys of the '90s might be the only team that'd be close to it. be like, yes. "We're here." Yep. Yep. We said we're gonna f-ing beat you, and now we're gonna come out and beat you, right? That, <laughs> yeah. So that's where I, 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 they're scary that way. All right, follow but me do down. I, follow me down this yeah. path though, real quick, because I'm with you. Okay. Like Mahomes has a real. It sounds funny, but Mahomes, who has won two Super Bowls, he's been to others, he's won MVPs, he's done everything. This is a real opportunity. Those teams were supposed to win the Super Bowls the years they won them. Chris, this is different. No one expects this team to win the Super Bowl, and if he does it by beating Josh Allen in Buffalo and Lamar Jackson in Baltimore this is a whole different animal we're talking about like it's that that's why I don't put anything past them you're that's a point I tried to make earlier in the week they're this is not you know I think if they were home in the number one seat again they might be like like oh this is boring or whatever right this is kind of reinvigorated them (laughs) wait we've never we've never been the villain we we're running on the field and they're all like, boo, you suck my arms. You, and they, they love it because they haven't had this. So, you know, because of what you're saying, I do agree with you that that's kind of giving them a little extra juice because they're like, wait, we haven't checked the box on 
we come on we come on the road and kick the shit out of everybody in their own stadium. That's kind of cool. Let me check a box there and add to my Hall of Fame resume. Hey, this is, I mean, come on, it's a special stuff what we're seeing from this guy. Uh, this is a all timer of all timers. He is already in the goat conversation. I mean, come on, Kelsey to Mahomes. The guy's been, he's still got a baby face. He's already breaking Brady's connection records with Gronk, yep. right? I mean, he's already climbing up the list of all time playoff wins and like uh, looking like he's only going to be behind, behind Brady and Montana when this playoffs are over. I mean, it's crazy. It is. At the same- Having said that, I'm going to take the Ravens to win the football game. <laughs> I was going to say at the same time, it's a great opportunity because I like the Ravens too. I don't see how they I, lose. I, right, I am going to go with them, right? But it scares Chris, me. It's an, equally, it's an equally great opportunity, if not a bigger opportunity for Lamar Jackson to beat the guy that you just talked about in such glowing terms to make it to his first Super Bowl. What an opportunity for him, man. Definitely. And I feel like this has been... You know, circled for them all year long. Yes. This is what it's all about. You know, like I told you guys last week, I think when they were the number one seed in 2019, they were like, oh, this is awesome. What a great year. This year, I don't think any of that meant crap. I don't think they they were like, we're getting in the playoffs. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. And we'll do whatever we got to do to do that. They've been the best team in football throughout the year. Every time they've been in a big game or a big moment or, ooh, they could lose or whatever, they've shown up and kicked the shit out of everybody. I'm going to take them 24 to 20. I don't feel comfortable about that. You know, I, the Chiefs' D is awesome. They can play man, right? We saw Lamar and the Bravens' offense have problems with the Blitz last week. This is a much better defense than the Texans' defense, much more creative as well, right? So I worry about some of that. I wasn't necessarily impressed with the Ravens blitz plan there. And then, hey, the other thing is the Chiefs can protect, right? The Ravens don't have to get over, get after the quarterback, but not with their front four. It's more through blitz. That could be scary. Mahomes knows how to pick up the blitz. Hey, let me redirect the protection. And all of a sudden you're blitzing and you're going, oh, shit, we're blocked. And now we got two less guys in coverage and we got big holes down there. So that's where it, it is dangerous. You know, but ultimately, uh, I think the Ravens have more answers than years past. Their defense is phenomenal. They can throw the ball equally as good as they can run the ball. And um, I think, too, the Chiefs D-line, Willie Gay, Derek Nottie not being healthy 100%. I worry about their interior part of their D-line with guys not named Chris Jones and that the Baltimore Ravens might be able to run the ball on them. I took Ravens 24-20, Stugatz. I'm not betting money on it because the Chiefs are scary. Right. It's it's the scariest thing in the sport is to bet money against the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. right. It's, it's terrifying. What do we do with Josh Allen, Chris? Because I watch, even in defeat, I watch that game and I say to myself, not his fault. <laughs> He's the reason they're there. He's the reason they're in these games. No, I mean, come on. I mean, again, led the team in rushing. Yep. I mean... It wasn't like you watched any pass plays where people were wide open. I mean, every throw was, let me throw a f-ing perfect laser in there for five yards because I have nobody that can get open down the field, right? I mean, again, the Bills have a lot of good. I don't. I think they should stay the course. You've heard me say this for a year and a half now. They, don't, they got all the, the meat and potatoes they need on their roster. They need some sizzle. The Bills have one all-pro player. His name's Josh Allen. Let's see. The Chiefs have Mahomes, Kelsey, right? 
The Creed Humphrey was an all pro at center last year. Pacheco's the left great. guard Joe yep. Tooney's a mm-hmm. pro, all pro this year. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones is an all pro. Legarius Sneed is an all pro. Trent McDuffie's an all pro. Nick Bolden, if he wasn't hurt for eight games, would be an all pro middle linebacker. Like, that's where people got to start to realize it. And then we can go to the 49ers and rattle off a whole bunch of guys on their team and a whole bunch of guys on the Ravens team. You can't do that with the Bills. It's one guy. It's Stefan Diggs, and the GM is even answering questions whether, oh, I think he's a number one number one receiver. If we're having that conversation, that just tells you he's not a superstar. Right. We know that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, so that's where I feel for Josh Allen. He misses one throw late in the game where he gets hit as he's throwing, and everybody's going to judge that and go, oh, he could have hit that. I mean, that's, he's Josh Allen. He should be able to get hit by Chris Jones and throw a 40-yard laser. The expectations are not realistic. And even look on that play. They didn't even cover Stephon Diggs. They doubled two other people. Diggs that just tells open. you that yeah. defenses aren't even worried about Diggs. Right. But Chris, so, Chris how about the deep know, ball? They he need put, help. How about the deep ball he put right in Diggs' hands? Like, you, right. if you're Stephon Diggs, you cannot complain, okay? You cannot pout and not catch that ball that's thrown right in your hands, man. Well, I agreed, you know, and, and, you know, Khalil Shakir, he dropped a go route that was yeah. a little harder catch earlier in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the point. Like, and I love Stefan Diggs. I really do. Oh, he's one of he's my favorite hell of players. A player. Yes. He's a great route runner. Their offense right now, and this is where they got to dissect the Joe Brady situation. They don't value route running. They're a little bit, they play an offense where they actually like, like, like we got four burners and we're just going to run straight and Allen will throw you bombs, but yet they don't have four burners. So it doesn't work. Diggs had his best years under Brian Dayball, who was from New England, who understands route running and how to develop offenses around that, like an Edelman or a Wes Welker. So Diggs was like that guy. He's perfect for that. Now they're playing a little bit like, oh, it's man-to-man. Just beat him and you'll get open because you're a freak, and that's not what he is. He's a route runner. And I, I went through this the other day. Again, he's phenomenal. But I think it's fair to argue is he the top half of football as a number one receiver? I, I don't know. You want me to rip off some names for you? Sure. I mean, Justin Jefferson. Yep. The two receivers in Miami. Mm-hmm. I think we're taking over Diggs. Yep. CD Lamb, you're taking. Yep. Puka Nakua and probably Cooper Cup as well. Yep. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Jamar Both Chase. the 49ers receivers, mm-hmm. right? Mike Evans. Jamar Chase, maybe T. Higgins, too. Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, George Pickens, D.K. Metcalf, maybe Tyler Lockett as well. There's guys like Garrett Wilson and Terry McLaurin that I'd go, "Eh, I don't know, you tell me. If they were in Josh Allen there, I think they'd look a lot better, too. So, I mean, again, those are just like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But I think that's, again, where the unrealistic expectations around Josh Allen. And I just don't understand the hate around him. That's what I don't get. Right. I, you know, I, like I said, Jalen Hurts is on an all-star team and plays like for seven weeks in a row. Nobody in ESPN questions it. Josh Allen carries his team for seven weeks in a row (laughs) and they don't beat one of the all-time great teams in a playoff game. And they go, well, it's all his fault. And that's just idiotic to me. Well, I think the talent just jumps off the screen and people are like, how does this guy not win? He needs to win. He has to win. He's so good. How does he not win? You know? Right. Yeah, I hear you. So they got to dive a little deeper and stop just looking at him and going, oh, it must be him, (laughs) even though he's the best player on the team. No, it's not. That doesn't make sense what you're saying, person on TV. Dissect it a little more than that. Tell him to get to work, Sims, enough. Seriously, get to work. Right. Uh, Niners, listen, 
They're playing the Lions this week. I know everyone wants the Lions to win, um, but and I will say this, Chris. The 49ers are the more talented team, but if Brock Purdy plays against the Lions the way he played against the Packers last week, I don't see how the 49ers win. He has to be better. A hundred. I mean, a hundred. Stugatz, like, let's, let's, you're, you're being nice. He sucked last week. Right. Okay. He was horrible. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he was horrible. Mm -hmm. If he hits a few of those throws, they're going to break the game open. But instead, he kept missing them, and he allowed the the Packers to kind of have it both ways, where they played run defense and they played these really conservative coverages, where they were basically like, "Here's ten yard throw, here's fifteen yard throw," but he kept missing them, so they were like, "Well, let's keep doing it," and he never got him out of it. I would think we get bounce back Brock Purdy this week, right? Mm-hmm. The 49ers, It's fair to question that they peaked too early, right? We know they hadn't played in a while. They certainly showed it in that football game. The Packers are talented, you know, as we've been saying all year. There's a lot of talent there. There's no doubt. But, yeah, he's got to play better. And, Stugatz, to your point, I think it's going to be on him. The Lions are a team that usually go all in on whatever they got to do for that. Like, oh, if you're in a run offense, they go all in and stop the run. If you get an empty in the shotgun, they rush three and drop eight. Like, they'll call your bluff, right? I would think they're going to go all in on stopping McCaffrey and go, we got to stop that. And then we'll, we'll make Brock Purdy prove to us that he can beat us with his right arm. I would think that's their approach. I honestly think that will be both teams approaches. They're both going to go, wait, I don't want Gibbs. I don't want Christian McCaffrey tearing me up. I don't know if the quarterback can tear us up. Let's stop the run and make these quarterbacks prove it to us. And which quarterback do you think will step up? I think the 49ers are a better football team. I agree. I'm going to stay with the 49ers yeah. here okay. and what I see there. Right. But but again, I, I think there's some matchups here that, that that the Lions certainly match up well with the, uh, the 49ers and can make things interesting. But all in all, I see more avenues in which the 49ers can win the football game. All right, quickly, we'll get you out of here. Uh, what's going on in Philadelphia? What's happening there? Well... I, I think, you know, we, we hit on the coordinator thing the whole year. I still think that's the biggest issue, right? When Vic Fangio said yesterday that, that they were parting ways in Miami, I literally was like, oh, well, he's going to Philadelphia. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> he wanted to be the D coordinator of the Eagles last year. Some issues happened. He's from Pennsylvania. That's a great hire. Now, they got to find the right offensive guys there. And that's where Nick Sirianni, I know they're interviewing Kellen Moore. Uh, we'll see where they go. But yeah, that that to me is the biggest thing. And then Nick Sirianni has got to kind of work on the psyche of the team and the organization and all that. Uh, crazy end of the year. But but it, it feels I'm like not, the, it feels like they're surrounding I'm, Sirianni with a bunch of head coaches in the event that they fire him two or three weeks in. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, you know, again, yeah, it, it's, it's the spotlight's going to be on Sirianni here for sure. Uh, and the offensive coordinator thing is going to be. Yeah, very interesting. Um, again, again, because we saw that team, it's it's the best O-line in football. It's arguably the best duo receiver in football. You know, and then it's a quarterback that regressed in a major way. So that's got to be concerning, and that's where they got to get that right. All right, PFT with Mike Florio every single day on Peacock, the Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America as well. He, like me, is sad because football is almost over. Uh, no Billy, no Mikey. I like this. I had Sims all to myself. This was great. Damn. <laughs> Most intelligent conversation we had all year. This is the best thing we did. We screwed the hell with those guys. We don't need them anymore. <laughs> I do, though. <laughs> all right, fine. You do. I don't. You don't need them. All right. Thank you, buddy. We love you. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you. 
Well, I don't know. Maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, we'll right. figure it out, but I'll talk to you. We'll be break good. Down Enjoy the, the skills, weekend, man. We'll break down the skills competition at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Billy, very exciting. Clay Matthews is going to join us. I mean, a handsome devil, a great head of hair. I am very excited for this. It is presented by DoorDash. And let's start right there, Clay. What are you doing with DoorDash? Tell us about it. Yeah, so I teamed up with DraftKings this year. We've been putting on a weekly fantasy football contest with uh, in, in, with DoorDash and DraftKings. It's called the Challenge DoorDash and Clay Matthews Contest. We've been doing it all year with opportunities to win cash prizes, gift cards, and we're continuing all the way through the playoffs. So it's free to join. Come challenge me. Come challenge DoorDash. And if you're feeling good about your lineup, you're already uh, in the contest, then um, you're looking for something to eat and struggling with that, then call DoorDash. It'll deliver right to your door. It's as easy as that. What was it like? Uh, Billy loves DoorDash, by the way. He's a big DoorDash guy, aren't you? Big DoorDash guy. You are a big DoorDash guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Clay, it what was get it? much easier than that. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what was it like growing up in a house filled with football players? Like, what was that like? It was just business as usual for me. I didn't think, um, you know, we were any different. Uh, it was just whereas most fathers probably worked Monday through Friday, mine worked on Sunday. So for me, it wasn't much different. It was just kind of the family business. You know, it's what you talked about around uh, the dinner table, Thanksgiving, when you got together with uncles and grandparents. I mean, everybody had a story to tell. And I think, you know, that's what helped with my career, especially early on, is just being a part of that lineage and understanding the expectations and everything that comes along with it. What do you miss most about the NFL? It's cliche, but it's the locker room. Really? I mean... Yeah, I thought it was pretty telling. My first year off, I was kind of staying in shape, you know, ready for uh, a call. And it felt good on Sundays just watching the game and not having that, you know, anxiety and level of stress, in which case I was eating a lot fattier meats and and a few more uh, alcoholic drinks. But it's got to be the locker room, just kind of going in there every day and, and, you know, having that banter bringing every all your boys together and working towards a common goal now i uh you know i'm at home with my three kids uh trying to raise them the right way and the conversations aren't as uh as fruitful as the locker room shall i say yeah but now you get to order actual fun food from doordash not like protein <laughs> stuff low carb this like get to enjoy yeah, the, your the life B, the bmi has been uh ticking up so it, it, it is a lot of fun but every once in a while that you know you got to look in the mirror so i agree with that but you know, this New Year's resolution might might be a February resolution. <laughs> what was the exact resolution? Lose weight? I mean, you look great, man. No, no, no. I actually, I you know, I really don't make a resolution like that. I've never really done that. I think I I tried that years ago. I'm like, I'm going to floss a lot more. And, you know, I think that lasted for <laughs> however long, like everybody in America. But uh, no, I, I didn't make any resolutions. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the retired life. I'm enjoying where I'm at in life. And, um, you know, raising these kids and and helping them i was helping them with their their passports uh in school last night these pretend ones we were learning about china and south korea so i'm actually learning a lot like the capital of south korea is seoul uh-huh. it has a little under 10 million people there chief yeah, export the it has the fastest internet in the world really wow that you guys didn't know that you have a chief export or anything from south korea or no we haven't gotten there yet you know i didn't I didn't dig that deep. But another interesting fact about South Korea is that when you are born, you are considered to be one year old. Hmm. Interesting. I don't like that. I like building up to one year, you know? 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if they consider, you know, when you the time in the womb and then they just round up, but, uh -huh. um, you know, I saw it on three websites, so it has to be correct. I haven't confirmed yeah. it with anybody, you know, that might actually know this, but these three websites for kids said it was true. It so sounds, it it's, yeah, triple confirmed. That seems like a fact to me. <laughs> yeah. Just like Twitter. Uh, Mikey, did you say their chief export was Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, based on what he just said. <laughs> Look at you, Clay Matthews. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, my God, that is funny. What will this Sunday look like in your house? Like, like, will you watch the games? Are you getting – are you ordering wings? Like, how does it look for, for Clay Matthews in the house on Sunday? I like to watch the games alone. You know, sometimes I'll have my brothers over and we'll we'll watch. But, like, I, you know, with, with – with other friends, I really like to focus on the game. And man, I was disappointed after the Packers lost last yeah. week. So I, I will watch um, naturally as a football fan. I, I enjoy the game. I love the game. I love watching. My wife knows on Sunday morning, I do a, you know, a couple loads of laundry, wash the dishes. And then once red zone starts, you know, she knows I'm checked out for the day. So this weekend, she'll get a little more time with me as we only have two games. But I'll, I'll watch him for sure. And, um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm always a little disappointed when the season ends and, you know, you got to move on to basketball or, or, or whatever's next. Were you surprised to see that Jordan Love was kind of able to just step in after Aaron left? Because obviously the Packers have had a great run. You have Brett Favre, then you go right into Aaron Rodgers. You draft Jordan Love, but he sits there a couple of years. You're not exactly sure. You have an idea of what he's going to be. And that's why, you know, you're you're fine letting Aaron go to New York, trading him to New York, but you don't know until he plays. And then he kind of just showed he can do it. Yeah, I think for the first part of this, I guess, 2023 season, you know, you kind of had those growing pains with not only him, but the young receivers. And I, I think they were almost anemic on offense in the first half. And in that second half of the season, I mean, he just caught on fire. I remember I showed my wife, I don't think she really cared, but I rewound the game because he made a throw against one of these teams where <laughs> it looked like Favre, it looked like Rodgers, and it looks like they've got a quarterback of the future who's going to be a stud. And obviously he showed that, you know, through the second half of the season, through the playoffs, you know, like he said, you know, he wishes he would have had that last throwback, but, or sorry, that, yeah, that last throwback. But, um, you know, it's all it's all part of the growing maturation pro process, but um, it was fun to watch. They were a fun team to watch, um, you know, the latter part of the season. Clay, can you take us through that, the rewinding of a play? Like, does your wife fake interest? Does she give you at least that? Yeah. What happens there? I used to give my dad such a hard time. This was back when, when we had Tebow, and it made the little noise. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was, you know, it made, <laughs> made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, Dad, come on, stop. And then here I'm doing it with my kids. And my wife, who just don't care, I'm, I'm looking at the, you know, the, the <laughs> just the little nuances of the game, sure. whether it's, you know, how the tackles sitting in his stance, how, you know, is the receiver within five yards so you can kind of you know, knock him down is the quarterback out of the pocket. So I, I watch it a little differently than I'm assuming most fans. But yeah, my kids, they're they're a little too young to appreciate, uh, you know, what I'm looking at, maybe in time. And I think my wife just rolls her eyes, but hey, it, it brings me joy. So it keeps me keeps me quiet. You're getting old. Like you're getting to that point where you start then telling the kids, like, "Oh, this isn't real football. This isn't football I played back yeah. in my day." Yeah. No, I, I I've actually already started doing that, and I do it a little bit in jest because, you know, when my dad played, he he retired in, uh, I think I believe it was '96, and and you know the money then was not what it was in my rookie year before playing a down in the NFL. 
I signed a check for, I think, more money than he had made in his entire career. And now I, I go to my dad. I go, Dad, I should have played a couple more years. These pass rushers nowadays are making, you know, X, X amount more than I ever was. So that's just uh, the nature of being a, a crusty old vet once you get out of the league is you got to find something to complain about and, and, and salaries, the low-hanging fruit. I like the idea of you telling your dad, like, yeah, you know, I have things to do. I'm going to go I have to talk about DoorDash. Like, oh, back in my day, we used to drive to get our own food if we were hungry. <laughs> we used to walk uphill both yeah. ways to get our does, sandwiches. Does dad do that to you? Like, what's this DoorDash? <laughs> oh, I don't I don't think he's ever used it. I think he still calls in and uh, um, still does takeout. In fact, I'm going to give him a call right after this and, and you know, let him into this wonderful world of, yes. uh, of you know, this, these little fees. But you can get food delivered to your house it's unbelievable you burgers can chips dips yeah. soda pizza wings anything you want straight to your door <laughs> the <American dad>. way. <laughs> uh-huh it, is it but it's not your dad's america i mean <laughs> well that's true isn't that, isn't that every generation as we get older it's so funny wait so you're watching tv you're watching the games do you blurt out like dad things like i'll say in front of my kids like they miss an extra point that's gonna come back and haunt uh, haunt them what Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to that Packers game, they had two right. dropped interceptions that were that were gimmies, absolute gimmies. Right. I, for whoever was listening in my house, which was probably zero people, I said, you can't do that at this point in the season and expect to win the game. Right. Fast forward to the end of the game, obviously, with that missed field goal, you know, those two drop picks, I would say those were the, the crucial parts of the game, which is why I didn't come out on top, even though I felt like you know, as most people would agree, they played better than them and looked like a better team until, you know, the very end. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's I do I do I do have a lot to say. Does your family like watching the Super Bowl with you and do you like watching it with them? Because it feels like the arrangement might be best for you guys to all just watch it in separate rooms from each other, because I think you want to watch the actual game and rewind and break things down. and They want to watch the commercials and not pay attention to anything you're talking about. Well, I fortunately coming from a football family, I think we're all in the same boat. You know, it's the commercials and the pageantry, everything that goes along doesn't mean a whole lot to us. But ultimately, the gameplay, the plays being made from certain individuals, um, that's what we kind of focus on. So for us, it's it's a little different. I guess I, I should clarify when I say while I enjoy watching it alone, I do enjoy watching it with like-minded people, people who have played in the NFL, people who understand the nuances of the game where, you, you know, it's not just you're rooting for your team, but, you, you know, you're rooting for certain players. You understand scheme and angles and, and all that. Uh, Clay, I know the Ravens seem, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are terrifying, but the Ravens seem overwhelming and it seems like it's Lamar's time. What do you think? I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I think they've, they've been on the cusp for so long and with how well their defense has been playing and Lamar being such a wild card. I think what last week he had over, you know, hundred yards passing, and hundred yards rushing. It's just, it's such a killer on third down second and long when the play breaks down and he's able to do that with his feet. It, you just, you can't account for him every play. You put your guys on an Island when that's the case, if you do, that's what happens. Excuse me. If you don't, um, you know, he's able to, uh, just make plays. And not only that too, he's not just such a dynamic runner. I mean, he, he's been doing it with his arm now. And like I said, their, their defense has been playing um, outstanding. So it'll be a fun game to watch. I think the Ravens uh, will take it, but you know, the chiefs, chiefs are rolling, you know, they, they know how to turn it on. It was a little struggle this year, but uh, they're playing well, beating a, you know, a, a very confident Buffalo team up there. So 
I wouldn't be surprised. I know that's the the, the PC answer, but I, I see Baltimore taking it. Clay Matthews is with us. It's presented by DoorDash. Uh, have you fallen in love like the rest of the country with Dan Campbell? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I don't know who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody. I, I, I was talking with somebody within the Packers organization. And, you know, obviously after that tough loss and, I was just saying how I'm, I'm I'm pulling for Detroit with so much history with the 49ers and them seeing seeming to have uh, Green Bay's number back to when I was there and, and Kaepernick and and all that. So, um, but yeah, I mean Detroit's just a team that I feel like they're they're a team you want to pull for, you want to root for with Campbell as their coach. I mean, coming in there and the biting kneecaps and starting off with however many straight losses and to get to the point where they're at, where they, they play hard, they represent the city. So I don't know if I'm getting soft and removed from the game and I'm not, I don't <laughs> respect the loyalty of Packers, you know, what that means to play in the NFC North, but right. they're a fun team to watch. I'm hoping uh, they can get it done. It's going to be, you know, a tough ask, but I, I think they have the ability to get it done. Um, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. You mentioned that you were washing dishes earlier. Uh, Billy loves to wash dishes. In fact, he did it on the show with Peter King yesterday. He was washing dishes. Peter King wasn't. Do you find that cathartic, the doing of dishes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, it's, it's like logging hours, you know? It's like you do the things that your wife can see, you know, <laughs> then you feel like you can take some time off later, like the, the grunt work. For me, I, I throw on some, some AirPods, some headphones, you know, I, I got the YouTube, I got some podcast stream and I just zone out. You know, a lot of times yeah. the kids are fighting. It's just my way to escape you know, reality and, you know, I just get to do some dishes. But yeah, I mean, there's a certain way I love the dishwasher as well. I'm oh, very yeah. particular about it. So it's, it's very cathartic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 I, I like a clean house, a clean environment. When you do the dishes and you're having like your you time, you ever wash the same dish like three or four times because you're like, you <laughs> know on. what? Let's uh, I just need a little more time here. <laughs> Just got, let me I'm drag big, this out uh, a little bit. I'm a, I'm a big SOS guy. Uh, you know, I get the little the steel wool pads on the stainless steel pans, try and get that black <laughs> stuff off. Yeah, they come out sparkling. And then you know, the very next night, something's burned on it, and you know, I I let it soak overnight. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I love it. Wait, yeah, you, I, know, I, I spend time there. Are you guys saying that? Do you have to do it when your wife is present, or there's just proof that you did the dishes? Like, how does this work for you? That's, uh, you know, it's a case by case yeah. basis. It depends, <laughs> you know, how busy she is. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> if she's hanging around, like on her computer or something, you really want to show her you're working hard. But if she's working yeah. hard, as long as you get it done, then mm -hmm. that, that goes a long way. It, de it depends on the, sometimes you just need to see the results there. Like everything's sure. clean over there. Right. And then sometimes to Clay's point, you're logging hours. Like you're you're making sure you're being watched and you're on the clock. And you know sometimes, but I like take the, a little slower. I like the idea of Clay's wife being outside, laying out by the pool, and him going out of his way to show her that he's doing the dishes. Like, hey, honey, got a question? He walks out with a dish, a sponge, he's got the whole thing going. You know. Uh, if you ask her, I think she's logging in a lot more hours than I am with the kids. So I, I think I'm just trying to, to maintain that bar right. uh, where, where we're on the same playing field. What's yeah. the best way to load your dishwasher? Because I feel like everyone has figured their own specific situation out. But like, I'm open for tips if you have something that I haven't thought of. Well, I like to pre-wash really well, mm -hmm. you know, to the point where that's if good. someone were to open it, they would think they were clean. So that's step number one. Step two is uh, let's go with the silverware. I like to organize them, knives, spoons. Uh, forks. I also have a separate compartment for the kids, yes. little cutlery and silverware. Then you got the oddballs, the straws for the, uh, the hydro flask, you know, you have your, uh, pairing knives and whatnot. Uh, then I, I start with the plates, 
biggest largest small, to smallest their way yeah. down plastic likes to go on the second tray yeah because it'll melt it's usually it. not dry in the morning you got to right. get a nice towel cotton mm -hmm. towel and, and dry it off so yeah, i mean it's science but i'm you know i've mastered it you know what i've found clay and i don't know your dishwasher is probably different than mine because they're all different but mine like where you put the you know the cutlery like the knives forks all of that the handle for it is is by the side, but the handle is right above some of the slots that you do. So I always put the knives in the back because there's always the situation. I try to put the spoons underneath the handle. So when I go to grab it, I don't accidentally poke myself or stab myself with like one of the forks or one of the knives, you know? Mm, you must have an older dishwasher. Nowadays, they come with like a third <laughs> shelf at the top where you can put some knives and whatnot so you don't cut yourself. But um, like we can continue old, this conversation uh, after after this interview yeah. i love this well no i'd like to continue it uh every week if you don't mind <laughs> i want you to do playoff dishes can we do playoff dishes next week <laughs> I, i'm down let's do it yes billy will do dishes you'll do dishes we'll talk football together is that cool that sounds great i love it <laughs> great playoff dishes all right clay we appreciate it uh one more time on the way out here tell us what you're doing again with doordash yeah, so just to remind everyone, I teamed up with DraftKings this year. We've been putting on a weekly fantasy football contest, the Challenge DoorDash and Clay Matthews. Entry is, is free. You have a chance to win cash prizes, gift cards, and we are continuing it through the playoffs. So join, play me. I draft my own lineup. Um, and then if you feel good about it, you're already, uh, you know, you're already – in the game, in the contest, and, and don't feel so good about what you're eating, then you got to go through DoorDash and, uh, you know, have some food delivered right to your door um, for this weekend's game. So appreciate the platform. You got it, man. Quick yes or no on the way out here. Uh, the New York Jets, yes or no, will trade for Jordan Love in the year 2037. It only seems right, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Clay. This was a lot of fun. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, you got it. It is time for this week's edition of Stu You Gots, presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code LAF because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crowd is yours. One and three a week ago, five and five for the playoffs, 76, 70, and one for the entire season. Championship Sunday is here. Two absolute beauties. First game, Ravens at home. Take it on the Chiefs. Ravens, a four-point favorite. It feels like Baltimore's time. It feels like Lamar Jackson's time. I'm taking the Ravens. It is their time. It is his time. The Ravens by 10 points over the Chiefs. Andy Reid retires. Bill Belichick takes over the head coaching job for the Kansas City Chiefs. How about that? Little, little hot take involved in your picks here. Second game, NFC Championship game. Lions plus seven at San Francisco. Buy it up to seven and a half. I love buying the hook. I really do. I have a problem because I'm taking the Lions to win the game outright. Brock Purdy, blah, blah, blah. Kyle Shanahan, blah, blah, blah. The Lions win the game outright. They cover the spread. They advance. It will be a Lions-Ravens Super Bowl. Me and Billy will be there. It's going to be glorious. But those are the picks, everyone. Enjoy your championship Sunday. And good luck, everyone. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void or prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Harbaugh, huh? I mean, what do you think, Austin? Man, hey, I mean, I'm not big into college sports. Obviously, I watched the college playoffs, though, and I um, watched him uh, win a championship. So that was pretty special. So we know he's got what it takes to, to make it all the way. And, um, yeah, 
it's one of these things where there's a lot of hype. You know, I would love to meet him. Obviously, I don't, I don't know what the situation is going on over there. I know there was, I still own like the Chargers alerts, even though I'm going to be a free agent. So right. sent out a nice message. Um, so that was cool to see, um, reaching out to the guys. Um, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the, for the organization. No telling if I'm going to be on it or again, you know, again or not. Um, but regardless, I think it's going to be a co- good combination for those guys that are there. Do your teammates do you, or your former teammates, I guess right now, but they're still your teammates for life. They're your yeah. friends for life. Are they excited about it? Haven't had the conversations yet. I don't know. Okay. I haven't reached out yet. All uh, right. So, so no, no comment on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Harbaugh did not reach out to you because if I was advising him, I would tell him to reach out to you, the captain of the team, you know? Hey, I would love, I would love to talk and just kind of, you know, give a diagnostic on how I feel like the season went, what we could have done better, things like that. Um, I don't know if they value my opinion over there anymore, but hey, if, you know, if that comes to be, would love to give that insight. Uh, I'm wondering, does something, is this, is this strictly a business decision or does something like this, them hiring this coach who, Austin, listen to me, he has the highest winning percentage of any coach in the NFL and he hasn't coached there in eight years. So uh, like, does this change your mind or make you rethink anything or is this strictly, hey, who wants me? And it comes down to business. Yeah, I think there's going to be factors that probably don't have to do with the head coach that will play into the the, the decision that I'm making. Um, and whether it's whether it's money, whether it's you know just what the team structure is looking like as far as my usage and things like that. So um, I can't tell. I, I don't know if it helps or, or hurts me. I, I really don't know. I had a bunch of people hit me up like, "Oh, Harbaugh!" Like half these people don't even know I'm going to be a free agent. They're like, "Oh, you got a new coach?" And I was like, "Yeah, they do." Uh, so. So I can't tell. No, I really don't know until until uh, we get to free agency and we start talking. You know, we'll probably talk to the charges before then to see what the interest is. But uh, really not trying to rust the process. Uh, by the way, the house looks amazing. We've never seen this part of the house. Like, it looks- yeah, you have not. You have, it's, it's great. We got some lights. These these yeah. things above me like turn on. They're yeah. called clouds. And so, yeah, nice. it gets pretty cool in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. nice. That, that's that's well, we know that you have your room. The rest of the house is hers, though. I mean, yes, this is Mel's part of the house. And so that's why it looks very nice. You know, it's a nice chandelier that's, you know, never it has a speck of dust on it or anything like that. So, yeah, it's good. Is Mel there's, a Michigan fan? to that. There's right. perks to that. Of course. Is Mel a Michigan fan or... She kind of did you grow up a Michigan fan? Honestly, Michigan State. Oh, she was the Michigan State. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, the other side of Michigan. Oh, oh, yeah, she, she had relatives that went to Michigan State. So, for her defense, that's why she was a fan of them. And now she's Michigan. so deciding what what's the next team you're going to play for. <laughs> Yeah, you know, maybe she knows before I do. Mal, feel free to tell me so I can break news, okay? That's my job. I'm supposed to break news. You're probably telling you Vegas since we're already here. We're not leaving anymore. (laughs) Wait, what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas. If she tells me in Vegas, I can't take it. We're already here, so we might be staying. Who knows? Uh, I'll let let you guys know when I find out. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Text me. <laughs> Tell Austin. Yeah. Austin, give her my number. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Tell her yeah. to text me. It's my guys on a group chat going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'll yeah. just say it's a source. I'll just say sources. That's it. I will not name names. Right. Right. Yeah. Trusted sources. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> the most trusted source. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I do love this because you love the city. You love the organization. You certainly love the fans. And so this is a, like this is a good day. This was a good day for the Los Angeles Chargers. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know how how football is. You know, there's there's a lot of anticipation, and I think this is one of those things that you can anticipate. Like, hey, we're expecting good things. We're expecting good things to come from this, from the culture standpoint, from you know the play standpoint, and then it, it leads up to the build and the excitement of what happens actually on the field. And so uh, it's it's good for football, honestly, in in my opinion, for the NFL anyway, and especially for uh, the Chargers because. It's another one of these years. We had it last year, too. It was a lot yeah. of expectations, a lot of anticipation. Um, and obviously, the season didn't play out the way we wanted to. But I think it's kind of reignited that same type of anticipation for this season coming up. I mean, the guy got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. Imagine what he'll do with your quarterback. I mean, <laughs> uh, Regardless of where I am, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, to it's good. It yeah, it's it's uh, it's super interesting. By the way, the Dolphins. There's a rumor, and I'll let you go right right here, uh, that Brandon Staley might come down to Miami to be the defensive coordinator, replacing Vic Fangio. So, if that were to happen, and you know we're we're uh, located in South Florida here, uh, tell the Dolphin fans what they could expect if if that were indeed to happen. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. You're getting an absolute guru when it comes to knowing the defense, knowing football. And so that is something that you are 100 percent going to get. This guy has taught me probably more about football than I've ever learned from any other coach. Just how he dissects it, how he's running. He's talking about, hey, we can never play two man down in the red zone because then, you know, the the quarterback's legs come alive. And I'm just like, I'm learning all these philosophies and wins to do these things and when not and how to play, how to play as a cover two corner. You can't turn your back and all this stuff. And so all these different little tidbits that he puts into the meetings it's super fascinating like he gives he like reignited like my interest in like the fundamentals of of scheme when he would go through this really intricate ways of calling the defense and what's good what's not good uh because he just had just one when you hear someone that's speaking the language you've been speaking but they're really knowledgeable about it and you're just super intrigued um it was like okay like this is this is really interesting um and so that's what they're gonna get they're gonna get they're gonna get a guy who knows what the heck he's doing um, and put him hopefully in the best position to to go win games. You know, you so, love that guy. Best luck I, that guy. I, yeah, you love that guy, man. And I love the idea of him piping into McDaniel's <laughs> headset and say, even though he's the DC and telling him to go for it, fourth and five on their own twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure he's going to have that pull anymore, but uh, you know, he'll do a good job with with his roles for sure. Uh, how's yeah. the moving in going for you? It's gone really well, actually. I mean, we're only on like day like. 12 right now so um but that's it's been good um uh, it's <laughs> get out here in vegas i'm catching up with everyone everyone's oh are you in town you in town right everyone's gotta you know get their piece of hey catching back up and you know i talk for a, a lot too so it's like hours of just sitting out with everyone and then mel this is new out here for her so she's gotta figure out how she's gonna work out here she's gotta find kind of re redefine herself out in las vegas so i've been encouraging her um to keep doing that and because because i mean you know, I want her to have this sense of, okay, yeah, I belong out here. I can find my own path out here. So you were looking for a place too, right? So like you're here, but you may be moving again shortly within Vegas and then again, possibly to another team. So you may have two more moves. Well, okay. Depending on where I am coming up with the season, which like I said, last time, I'm not even looking at that right now. Not really till March. Um, yeah. I could potentially be moving again. Yeah. For sure. But you'll keep a place in Vegas, I would assume, right? Like Yeah, I'll keep this place. This will be this will be the place that I've always kind of come and fallen back to. So have you had a situation where you're trying to like hang something on a wall in one room and your wife's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> your wife to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, no, that's not happening. And that she either tells you it's not happening or she just moves it herself. Has that happened yet? It happens a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> I'm learning where my lanes are. 
Where's my lane? It doesn't I'll, go away. I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> if there are two lanes, Austin, both lanes are hers, okay? <laughs> right, right. Well, now, now I'm wondering, once you get married, how much of your house, because you've had this place before, how much yeah. of that changes? Like, now do you lose this extra room that you had for whatever? Like, a streaming room is now like, well, I like to do crafts, so this is a crafts room, or I like to, you know work out or I like to whatever it is play the drums right exactly this is my room in the house everything else is ours or hers like she's gonna like put her touch on like the spare bedrooms like we have to have these certain pillows and there's like 15 of them and that we needed the carpet to match the you know the comforter and we need some accent pillows and I'm like I'm glad you care about this stuff because I I could care less I'll put one pillow on there and then there we go (laughs) Let, let me answer it this way, Austin. Uh, it's called Cinderella's Castle, even though she hadn't lived there until the end of the movie. But it's still Cinderella's Castle. Uh, and it always will be. And soon that I, room will be her room. Whatever room you think gonna is yours. Say, room. <laughs> I, I was going to say, We're Austin, sorry. like, I was going to warn you, Austin, like, that's your room, but you don't play the drums, buddy. And I see oh, drums yeah. back there. Very like, true, very true. All right, <laughs> creeping in. Creeping in. Yeah. It couldn't fit anywhere else, so I had to go in my room, you know. Can you update and just tell us the time and the day? Just keep us updated on when that room that you're in right now, that your room becomes her room okay just let yeah. us know well, what it happens already got some files starting to come in here in the cabinets and the drums as you see <laughs> moving, moving in here too so. it's, it's over it's over you had a good run Austin. You had, it's you already had her room run. billy he just doesn't know it yet <laughs> uh, i love it if if austin if i made you the commissioner and by the way you would be a great commissioner of the nfl if i made you commissioner what are like the first two or three things you would do like what what needs changing in the nfl according to austin eckler the, the thing is now you're putting me on the other side ah, sorry so I don't know. <laughs> really what i want to do is i'm granting you this almighty power where you can make whatever changes right. rule changes to the nfl that you want is there one that kind of bothers you the most or Ooh, one that bothers me the most. I mean, there's there's a few um, like media in the locker room. That's that's one that's not like huge, but it's just like as a player, like imagine you're getting changed in the morning and there's people just standing in there just waiting for you to just, you know, ask to do some interviews. And I'm butt naked, you know, with a towel around me coming around to my my locker and I got to change. And so now I got to do this like shuffle and get out of the view of everyone. That's one. The franchise tag. Not a fan of that. I think it is detrimental to players. See, I'm obviously biased because I am a player. Um, and so I want to see what's what's best for for our players. And that's why I wouldn't be a great commissioner, because they are trying to combat that um, as far as, hey, have a balance between the ownership and the players. But um those are the those are two that stick out to me top of the head. Um, All right, sorry to make you commissioner. Sorry to put you on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, if I'm commissioner, I need I need a lot longer uh, time horizon to kind of. And then who? What side am I on? Am I a, a player commissioner? Because commissioner is like, hey, he's running for the ownership. So yes, right. Yeah. I think yeah. you would have to be on the ownership side, Austin. That's where the money. I, I could from, never yeah. do that job. Never. <laughs> Fifty-six million dollars a year, though, just to be a no, shield. No, I mean, no, no, no. It's the integrity. The integrity of hey, I've uh, been over here with the, with the players. Like I've been on this side. Like this is where I lie. I got to make sure I fight for the players. Um, and you know, I know that ownership is 
trying to fight for the game. And sometimes it's not always about the players, but more so for the success of the game, which isn't always in the player's best interest. Um, could be, but not always. There's there's things that kind of, it gets in the gray area. And I think we could do things better. Um, you know, actually another one is, is like, hey, what's going on? Like the off season program, like, can we make that better? Because can't people get injured during off season when it doesn't matter just because we want to have some, some type of spring ball that no one else does like a random off season. Hey, we're going to do this six weeks, eight weeks thing where we're going to actually go and, and practice and be around each other and do stuff like that. Like just risking ourselves for more injuries. And so it's like, okay, can we make things like that better? Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, Billy seems to think he should be the commissioner. A year. Yeah. Nah, I'm just one yeah. hundred million dollars a year. There's not there's not a number that I would go into. Two hundred. Two hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> How high can we push it? <laughs> it gets to the point where money doesn't bring you any more qualitative, you know, feelings, you know, and you got to actually go and experience things in life, you know. Right. And so that would be an experience that I would not want to have, regardless of the money. Because if let's say if I was broke, absolutely I'm going to do it. But guess what? I've made some money. So now it's like, okay, I don't need to rely on, you know, even a big ticket, you know, job for myself. You know? uh, so 300 million. 300, yeah, 300 million. Oh, a billion dollars. Never. Let's just get to a billion. A billion. A Principal. billion a year. <laughs> uh, answer this one carefully, okay? Uh, do you like Roger Goodell? Do I like what? That's it's a, a fair yeah, question. I'm just wondering if he likes to the commissioner of the league. That's all I'm asking. Have you met him? Do you enjoy your conversations with him? That's I, all I'm saying. Him. I'm not trying I've to put him in a him. bad spot. I've never met him, but I'll say this. Um, as much as I want to see things change, there has to be an opposition on both sides. Um, you, not one way can get all what they want. That's just not how things progress because, like I said, ownership, hey, Let's make sure the game continues to stay healthy and we can progress it. Players, we want player health and safety. We want more money and we want long careers. Um, that's right. that's what we're looking for. And so there, there is the, there is a balance that has to happen. Um, right. So it might not it might not be that I necessarily like him, but he is one or that position is one hundred percent needed. Like you yeah. have to have that. You have to have that role. Um, and so for that. I guess I do like that position. I don't, I've never met him as a person. So uh, I've only seen him, you know, on draft day getting booed and stuff like that. And, you know, when we talk about him sometimes when we're bringing up stuff, you know, in the PA and all of our stuff, our business, but um, uh, yeah, I guess. Can we ask your bride to be, if she would take a hundred million dollars for you to be the commissioner? Cause I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. her answer would be different. You know, I think I mean, we got just... up to 300 million. By the way. <laughs> yeah. I got up to a billion. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. All right. I'll see if we won't ask her. <laughs> Uh, I'm wondering, Austin, as someone who plays in the league and plays at a super high level, um, do you look at Patrick Mahomes? Do you watch Patrick Mahomes and Marvel the way we do? How does that work for you? Yeah, he's a stud, man. So yeah. here's the thing, you know, especially when you're out of it and there's playoffs are going on, like when you take the the logo side out of football, like it's a huge brotherhood. Like we're all in this together. Like I, I'm going to go see these guys. You know, we have a golf tournament in Mexico coming up. We got our NFLPA meetings. You know, we're, we're around each other, around the Super Bowl, around Pro Bowl, all this stuff. And it really is. A, there's a lot of mutual respect between between individuals um, because we all play the same game. And we're all really just trying to continue to, to win and push towards really the same goal for all of us. But the logos are what divide us during season. You take that out of it. Like, I, yeah, I think what he's doing is amazing. It's amazing for the game itself. Um, right. And all these other, you know, players, not just, you know, Pat, but that I'm rooting for really, I just root for the success of our guys. Um, and to hope not none of them get injured or anything like that. So 
It is very impressive, you know, and I think I, maybe I said it on here before, but maybe not. But he is like the next closest thing to to Tom Brady, right? Where it's like, hey, there's no one yeah. even close to as far as, you know, the the, the trajectory he's having, where he's been. Sucks because he was in my division for the last ever. Um, <laughs> I don't know against him, but, you know, looking outside of it, outside of football, it's great. And Mel, uh, they want to ask you a question. Okay. Well, I have two questions, if you don't mind, Mel, okay? Of course. Austin uh, Austin said that the room he is currently in is his room. It's Austin's room. It's the one room in the house that is that is Austin's. And we're wondering how long. He doesn't know this yeah. yet. You know it. I know it. Mikey, hey, Billy, we all know it. He doesn't know yet. We noticed how your long drums before are in that there room becomes yeah. your room, Mel? Let's, let's... You know, yeah, as you can see, I'm slowly moving my way into this. Room. <laughs> okay. But you know, maybe a bit like this corner. Hey, I got something. For now. For now, yeah. 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 Yes, Yes, Mel, we can see it. The problem is Austin can't see it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as long as you guys get it, he'll get it at some point. Yeah. Now, here's the second question. We asked Austin if he would want to be commissioner of the NFL. Now, I think Roger Goodell last year made $56 million. That was not enough for Austin to do it. So we upped the ante to 100 and eventually got to a billion dollars, okay? So let's just do it this way. If Austin came to you and said, hey, I got an offer to be the commissioner of the NFL, and he'd be great, but he doesn't want to do it, and I understand why. But if he comes to you and says, hey, I was offered $300 million a year to be the commissioner of the NFL, you would advise him to do what? You know, you know, hmm. I think quality of life is more important. So I don't think (laughs) he's fist bumping like he just won a game. (laughs) He might literally be able to get his own room with 300 million, you know, know, who needs that amount of money? We don't need that. So you being happy is more important. So I think all of your other things would be better. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. On the same what if page. I made it a billion, Mel? <laughs> mm-hmm. no. No. We're, <laughs> Happiness. We're happy. This, this is all we need. We need Look at the two of you. A couple with integrity. This is beautiful. It's great. It's great. <laughs> For sure. I love that you're taking his room, but you don't want $100 million a year. You're great. God bless Heck you. no. <laughs> it's principle. It's principle. But that room he wants. Wait, so, so Austin, can you, uh, can you help us out with something, though? Because you're talking about Mahomes. We judge these things by Super Bowl rings, and I don't know if that's the right way to do it. It's just the way that we do it. It's the way I certainly do it. Uh, but is there really a big difference between Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson? Is there a big difference? Is there any difference? It's a, it's a small difference, but it's a small difference that makes a big difference. Because when you're talking about this high of a level of play, the, the margin of errors are so small. And if you have even just one little edge when you're playing at that high a level, it makes all of the difference um, down the road. And so that especially just that's the NFL in general. You know, if you look at the general you know population of NFL players, really like capabilities and stuff, there's there's definitely a variance. Um, but when you look at really the athletes they're all fast strong big look at the combine like all these players and that's why you see like oh that's great look at all these measurables but they don't always translate to football because there's all of these little things that give people the edge right and a lot of it's the mental part um you know how much more are you putting in what are your capabilities how do you understand the football how you can how you can click right what decisions you make um 
so the, the physical part runs its course, um, absolutely. But then it's the it's the little edge mentally. And there's some capabilities in there, absolutely. Like, I mean, Lamar has plays to his strength. So does Pat. So does Herb. Um, but it's, it's the, it's the smallest things at that level that make, hey, I'm a Super Bowl winner. I'm a playoff type of, you know, team. Or I, I just miss it every single year. Um, And then there's some factors that you can't control in there as well, like the team coaching, things like that. But I would say for individuals, yes, there is a difference and it's not big, but it makes a big difference. Uh, That's a great answer. Uh, I'm assuming that you've played against Lamar Jackson at some point in your career, correct? Yeah, we played last year. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. What's it like watching that guy like up close? Like, are you, I know you're you're focused on the game and what you got to do and your responsibilities, but have you had that chance to just like, holy this guy's amazing. Yeah, um, it's pr- it's pretty unique, um, especially to have your your quarterback, you know, who I've been with Phillip and Herbert, so they're not going to be, you know, juking anybody out, things like that. We got to protect these guys at all costs, um, especially when we had Phillip because he wasn't running or anything, or anything like that. Um, and so to see a quarterback going out and actually, you know, making guys miss and like being dynamic and, and actually, you know, being able to throw the ball as well, doing the play action, um, it's pretty special. It's pretty special. So I, I am so excited for this game um, coming up because I know it's going to be um, some great football, uh, for, exciting for both sides um, for different reasons. But yeah, Lamar is an absolute stud. Who do you think is going to win quickly? Ooh, who do I think is going to win? Ah, ah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs because. Damn. I know. <laughs> I say damn. I, I mean, say, again, I want Lamar to win one, man. I oh, do. I know. I know. I want to spread <laughs> the love, too. I want to spread the love, too. But, man. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. <laughs> Uh, I think, and I think, then there's Taylor Swift in Vegas to the Super Bowl. Enough. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the script is like, "Hey, we got to get, we got to get Taylor to the Super Bowl." Because then, I mean, mm. I don't know if you guys saw the numbers that came out on the ratings of people watching, but the Chiefs oh, yeah. game was like 50 million watching yep. that game. You know, so hey, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of the script, because this came out a lot last year, how, what was your uh, first thoughts when you saw the script and you realized you had to go down week one? Uh, well, I had 150 yards and a touchdown that game, and so yeah. it eased the pain a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, there, there, yeah, there's no script, obviously, because of the injury randomness. But yeah, sucks, sucks. Injury always is is the worst part of any type of sporting event, and then second worst. Actually, uh, Josh Allen said it perfect. He's like, the worst thing is lo- is getting injured. Second worst is losing. Like, that is 100% true. You want to promote anything on the way out here, Austin? Uh, let's just let's just promote God Bless Football. I love these guys. Love coming on here with you guys every single week. I appreciate you. Looking forward to, to next. And then I, I know we got Super Bowl coming up here, but yeah. we'll be on before then. So looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll do one next week. We'll see uh, Radio Rose Super Bowl week. I'm going to read your best man speech. Uh, I would like Melvin to be present when I do it, okay? (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you. Thank you. All right, enjoy the room while you have it, okay? See you. I know. know. (laughs) And we're back. Yep. This one's weird because this isn't even for TV. This is just a podcast. And, like, truth be told... There probably was not a commercial before this moment right now anyway, so we're not coming back from anything. We're just rolling right into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, I got to tell you something. Yeah? I took the Niners. Ooh. <laughs> but I heard you. I heard it. It, already, you, it aired already. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
This is after. This is an outro. It already has happened. Unless you want to change your picks. I want to take the Lions. Really? Plus seven. <laughs> Buy it up to seven and a half, the hook. Of course, you always. That's football. Lions yeah. win by three. God bless football. I can't lose. I've taken both sides. <laughs> Why are you the way you are? I don't know. <laughs> I'm one to know. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality great taste only 96 calories it's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most a light beer that tastes like beer you don't have to choose what's best miller light has great taste and is less filling tastes like miller time to get miller light delivered right to your door visit millerlightcom gbf or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories per 12 ounces fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer